Blog Talk Radio. We all have inner work to do. Real life, real faith is an opportunity to connect with Cheryl and her guests as they take you on a journey to help you become your authentic self. Whether you need help goal setting, developing coping skills, or connecting with a power greater than yourself, Cheryl is here to walk with you on your path to personal transformation. Get inspired as Cheryl lets you become an active participant or just sit back and glean from the messages delivered. It's Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. As you know, I am your host, and I am really excited about tonight's guest. You know, I can remember when I was growing up, and there was a little um, little rhyme that we used to do that said, uh, thank you and please and God bless you when you sneeze. And it, it was sort of a, a little ditty to kind of help you remember how to mind your manners. And that's what tonight's show is all about, minding your manners. And we have uh, with us Rosalinda Randall who talks about civility and etiquette and, and manners. And, you know, with, with some of the things that we're seeing on television right now, it seems as if that whole you know, minding your manners and, and saying thank you and please and, you know, just, you know, even with our president, you know, I've never heard a president give a speech before where somebody in the middle of the um, of the chambers yelled out, you lie, or, you know, just people uh, saying just horrible, ugly things, even if you don't agree with his politics, you know, agree, uh, just agreeing that that is one of the highest offices in our nation and that we it, it deserves respect and not seeing that anymore. Um, in our school systems, you know, disrespect between um, even teachers and principals and students and teachers and, you know, disrespectful children at home and things like that. And just, you know, I wonder where all etiquette has gone, if etiquette even exists anymore, if anybody even understands what it means to be civil to one another. Well, like I said, my guest is going to uh, going to talk about that and whether or not there is even a place for civility and etiquette in our society these days. I personally think that there is, but um, there may be some who say that all of that is outdated. I don't know. So, uh, Rosalinda, this is Rosalinda Randall. She's with us here tonight. Rosalinda, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Real Life, Real Faith. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, it sounds like a great conversation, everything you've said already. I'm excited. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Rosalinda Randall is a modern-day business etiquette expert. She focuses on tact and civility, using etiquette as a foundation. Um, By lending personality and humor to an age-old topic through presentations in her book, Don't Burp in the Bedroom, Rosalinda's tactful, straightforward (laughs) manner breaks down the perception that displaying professional skills is outdated, too formal, or useless in today's world. Her book has the support of internationally recognized Mr. Frank Shankwitz, the founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation, as well as a local personality, Mr. Stanley Roberts, creator and producer of the award-winning show, People Behaving Badly, for KRON4 San Francisco. And I think that that sums it up right there, People (laughs) Behaving Badly. So, Rosalinda, tell me this, you know, when we talk about civility and etiquette, some people might say that, you know, that maybe that's too formal, you know, that maybe we, we're too stuck up or, or too into all the rules of, of 
thank you and please and opening doors and pulling out chairs. What do you say about that? Well, you know, if usually when I hear people do hear the word etiquette, they freeze and exactly what you said. It we're not formal like that. We don't need it anymore. And there are certain things that perhaps we don't have to do. And the one that comes to mind because I someone just brought this up was like the gentleman walking on the outside of the curb, for example. And this is in a you know a social dating situation. Before many many years ago, there was a purpose for it. So a lot of these rules that we have, um, it was to protect the lady from the little horse and buggy from getting her dress you know all muddy well that no longer happens although you know a car can hit and come up the curb and it'll hit him first before her but it isn't for the main the the purposes of uh that they were uh, originally brought to our society but there are certain you know if we make do or undo all of the traditions that we have, we will really have none, like you mentioned, another one of a gentleman pulling the chair out for the woman. Well, the twist to that, the more modern way, is yes, socially, on a date, that is still something that is a custom. Not necessary, but a nice gesture to make the situation feel a little more special. In the business world, no one, the gentleman does not pull the chair out for the woman. Everyone pulls out their own chair unless someone needs assistance. Obviously, common sense dictates, you know, if if my coworker who is a male came in with a, you know, crutches, I would obviously offer to assist him and vice versa. Um, So those are some of the things that have changed. The please and thank you, I don't know what happened to that. Because, oh, my gosh, just the other day standing at the butcher's waiting to, you know, order, just a woman, I mean, looked looked nice just from a visual, like a nice person, um, but the way she spoke to the butcher, like, uh, give me a pound of this, uh, no, no, that, I'll take a pound of that, just I'll take, give me, and, you know, I want to be, but I would be equally rude, but I want to say a please, you know, <laughs> once in a while I whispered under my breath, which was going to get me in trouble someday, and it's equally rude to do, but I can't stand it sometimes. And, you know, an, another thing about the just the please and thank you, which really shocked me, and it stayed with me, this probably happened two to three years ago, I was doing a presentation, and someone raised their hand, a grown business person, it was happened to be a gentleman, and he said, I don't like saying please or thank you or, you know, pardon me because it makes me uh, feel weak and vulnerable and I'm in a position of power. That was the saddest thing I've ever heard. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Right? I I don't know what. I, I asked, you know, if he would explain that. And he said, well, it just makes me vulnerable that I'm in this humiliated, in this position of more humble position by thanking someone. But... I, so I don't know if that's prevalent or not, but I will obviously never forget that. You know, I, I when I, I heard you talking earlier that um, about the man walking to the outside, my husband still does that with me. He, in a minute, he'll tell mm-hmm. me, "Oh, here, no, babe, get on this side." And yeah. you know that that's one of the reasons he does it. Although we don't have horses and buggies that are going to splash <laughs> mud on you now, we do have vehicles and things like that that could hit you, and that that's part of his. You know why he does that? He's he said that to me before, and even with uh, you know with with kids when my children were younger, I would walk on the outside if he wasn't with us, so that they wouldn't be on the outside curb, you know, exposed to the traffic yeah. and what have you. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm sitting here now thinking, well, am I dated? Am I, you know, am I out of date? Because I think that these things should still be done. I don't, 
if there's a man, even, I don't know, if it's a businessman even, I I kind of expect him to pull the chair out for me. I, You know, uh-huh. I don't mind that. See, I'm with you. I'm in that camp, too. I would rather have a gentleman, because I ask women. Uh, sometimes I've spoken to just women groups only, uh, women only groups, rather. And some of the things, and I think this is why gentlemen don't do it, is women um, just go berserk if a gentleman will pull out her chair or open the door for her or hold the elevator or, or you know, take a couple steps quicker in front of her to get the elevator for her. I know a few of these women who will bite a man's head off. Oh, no, he better not do that to me. We are equal in the business world. Yes, and my question to women who do that, and I totally respect if that's how you feel about it. Personally, I'm with you. Um, it's would you rather have the man walk in front of you and just let go of the door and have it practically slam in your face or hold it open for you? I, I pick B, you know. Um, and I also feel that if I'm confident in, in who I am, I these little gestures aren't going to put me back in my little place either. But that depends on how you yeah, look yeah, at I think it. I think it says something about his character that he would even do it in the first place. And, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem either with, you know, holding the door open. Like if there's a man coming and he has mm-hmm. a lot of things in his hand and I clearly see that he probably wouldn't be able to open the door for me, I don't have a problem opening, opening it for him at that point either or yeah. opening it up. I, I just think that, that goes back to just being, you know, civil, just being, you know, courteous, yeah. being kind for Yes, considerate of others, all those old-fashioned words that that we use. That's all it is, is just to be considerate of the people around you and how it's going to affect. And and now with this, you know, you've probably heard it a million times, people walking around in public with their faces buried in their phone, there's even less awareness or they're not aware to even want to be considerate they don't know walking down the mall i feel like i'm the one that has to part you know move to the side so that person can keep walking and texting i I, you know why should i have to do that but that's what's expected wow i mean you know it's sitting here talking to you now and i'm I'm, I'm picturing some of these things in my mind and Mm -hmm. it really is it's, it's a it's um, oh, it's a different world. <laughs> I, that's the only way that I can put it. It's, it's just absolutely yeah. a different world. I I find myself sometimes walking, and you know I'll slow down if I know that there's a guy there or whatever. I'll slow down and give him the opportunity to open the door. And I don't think that that says anything about me being weak. Again, I think that it's just part of being courteous to one another. Do unto others as you would yeah. have them do to you. You know, that's that's sort of a, a golden rule that we're supposed to live by. Even in the Bible where it talks about loving your neighbor as yourself, yeah. uh, that, that's part of it. At least that's what I think. Oh, definitely. And there's every culture, every religion has a version of that. Because I looked that up and I thought, okay, you know, if I'm speaking to certain business groups, I can't bring up, you know, Jesus said, obviously, but there's Confucian, there's just Confucius, there's George Washington that said they all, from every walk of life, every, as I said, religion and culture has a particular um, phrase that is similar to the golden rule. And so, you know, I, that's the part I don't understand either. And, you know, going back to customs and traditions, like it doesn't bother you or you'll even wait and 
and sort of defer to the gentleman to hold the door open for you. Some gentlemen that I've talked to also are afraid. They are so, I feel so bad for men. They're so confused. Like, do I, don't I? And some of them say, I'm going to do it anyway. And, and I applaud them. That's fine. That's your choice. However, if you have a woman who, as I put it, bites your head off for doing a chivalrous act, then all you do is remain calm and say, I'm sorry. Memorize her face if you work with her and never do it again. I mean, basically, that's all you can do. Right. It, it, right. it is. So now, something else that's sort of a, a, a thing with me. A lot of times I will, I may compliment another lady or, or tell her, oh, you look really nice, or, and then they go into this long, drawn, oh, I love that dress, or I love those shoes, and they'll say, oh, these old things, I got them at, you know, a Goodwill, or whatever, you know, whatever that response is, and I always tell them, I say, you know what, just say thank you. <laughs> you, yes. know, you don't really have to go into a long explanation of where they came from. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? Yes. And, you know, that goes to receiving compliments, which I do address. Some people, I was, I'm a recovering compliment receiver, whatever, if there's such a thing. I had a really tough time uh, accepting them without maybe not telling them, you know, the whole story about that. But, oh, are you, oh, no, really, oh, so are you, or giving one back. So many people feel so uncomfortable that they have to, oh, your hair's nice, too. And they have it wrapped up in a bun, you know, but... When people do that, what I tell people, exactly what you say, you just say thank you. Now, if they go on and on like, oh, that dress, it's one of the most beautiful dresses on you, and they give you, you know, kind of a an extra long compliment, then a thank you very much, or wow, you really made my day, but leave it at that. Unless you ask me where I got the dress, then I might tell you. But to me, people that go on and on um, typically are uncomfortable with a compliment, so they, they have to just say something. Um, and what I tell people, especially the situation that you said, oh, this whole thing, that's basically I'm telling you, you have bad taste. If I'm going to go, oh, mm-hmm. this this is old or I got this here or I, I never wear it, I am rejecting your compliment and on top of that insulting you by, you know, having bad taste. So, yes, thank you. Know what? you. I never, I never thought of, yeah, I never thought mm-hmm. about it like that. that. That's true. If I'm telling you that this is, is – Dated, then I'm really saying that what you just said to me isn't isn't, isn't really a compliment. Oh man, okay. Yeah. Everybody, listen. We're talking to Melissa Linda Randall, and we're talking about minding your matters today on Real Life, Real Faith. We'll be back to talk to her a little bit more in just a moment. Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. This is the news. This morning, we are saluting the 2.2 million women who have joined in the war effort. They now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. The prestigious Harvard Medical School is breaking ground today, opening its doors to new female applicants. Today, little girls all over the world look to the sky, where the first woman is now in space. Military stereotypes are challenged today with the trailblazing promotion of a U.S. female officer to four-star general. It was just announced that the vast majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Hi, I'm Layla Ali 
I might be undefeated in professional boxing, but there's one problem even I can't fight alone. Childhood hunger. Over 17 million kids in America may not know where their next meal is coming from. That's one in five children. Yet billions of pounds of surplus food produced right here in America just get thrown out every year. That's more than enough to feed every last hungry child. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids before it goes to waste. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank by going to feedingamerica.org. Together we can knock out hunger. Together we're Feeding America. To help solve hunger in your community and to find your local food bank, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You don't usually get a stock tip from a 16-year-old, but I'm here to tell you about a different kind of stock. It's called Better Futures, a stop for social change that's not about making money. Instead, you invest to help students like me go to college. This is beyond a simple donation. It's the opportunity for America to invest in its kids and take an active stake in the future of the country. The return on your investment isn't money. What you get back is knowing you protected our potential. So one day, that potential can grow up to become surgeons and architects, executives and engineers, people who can change the future just by being a part of it. My name is Alicia, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. A public service announcement brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Councilmember Randall has presented to a wide range of industries, including the tech industry, property managers, realtors, customer service. The list goes on and on. He's even presented to, presented to civic groups, college students and staff, and current and formerly incarcerated populations. And Rosalinda, one of the things that, that I have heard said before is that a lot of times people may not remember what you've done for them, but they may they will remember how you made them feel. When you hear that, what do you think about it? Oh, that's the epitome, I think, of what we're talking about, manners, civility, just how we conduct ourselves, our behavior, our, our demeanor, our, our just it goes down to facial expression. And, and I do, I mean, how many times have we been in a room or just take the elevator, Everyone gets in the elevator, and what do we feel? We feel awkward. We can't wait to get off. And nobody is saying anything. Nobody's being rude, anything. So that, to me, describes how one person who can say something that is rude can make us feel. If just standing in an elevator is an awkward feeling, imagine someone glaring at us or ignoring us when we're in line, any of those little things that – you know, we we can also choose not to allow that to affect us, but it does. We're humans. We generally want to be liked and accepted by everyone and everywhere we go. And and um, I do believe that, you know, what you said, just sometimes it, it, it's subconscious. We don't do it, that I may look over at someone and I'm thinking of something else, but I have this growly kind of look on my face, and that person takes it personally. Um, and, and that can happen on the streets, you know, especially teenagers at a mall. You look the wrong way and they go, what are you looking at? And there you go. Things can start. So mm-hmm. I do believe that 
the way we even just present ourselves, our presence, can give off uh, either a, a welcoming, approachable feeling, or um, someone who you know don't don't get near me, don't bother me. Yeah, you know, I, another thing that is just a big pet peeve of mine, and I don't know if it's rude for me to um, <laughs> to make this happen or not, so I'm going to ask you, but when I walk into a room or when I'm walking in a hallway or down the street or something like that, especially if it's if it's a place that I'm familiar with, like at work or something like that, and I speak to somebody and I know they heard me, I know they saw me, Rosalind, I know they did, and they don't speak <laughs> yeah. back, that bothers me. <laughs> I would totally agree. And uh, sometimes people are so in tune. And this happened to me, I was I can't remember where, but it was just recent. And I jumped up because I was in my own head. I didn't hear the person approach and say, oh, hi, Rosalinda. They came up to me and put their hand on my shoulder because they had tried to get my attention. And I was so caught up in my thoughts. I jumped off the floor and I was wearing heels. So sometimes that can happen. Um, but mm-hmm. when we feel shunned, basically ignored and shunned, when you said you smile or you say hello and, and someone ignores us, I mean, those are those simple things that can really escalate. Can you imagine if you felt like, well, wait, how come you didn't say hi to me? I mean, an, an argument can ensue over something so simple, but it affects mm-hmm. us. So going back to your question, yes, any small thing can really um, change our mood completely, and then we pass that on. That's a great thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That people people behaving badly. That's yeah. That's people behaving yes. badly. You know, I, I try to. I try to. Like you said, that person came and sort of touched you on your shoulder and and made you aware. And and I, I try to do it that way and not. You know, I try not to be rude, but I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't wasn't being rude by you know going to them and saying uh, hello. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't speak to you. Did you hear me? Especially if it's somebody that I know. So. And I work yeah, a lot is, with, uh, with uh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 I'm sorry, which is what we want to say, like, hello, that would feel so good. But, yes, we refrain from uh, doing that. But I always say you can think what you want, like that you would really want to say. We're all human. We want to say stuff. But just that's, that's the civility and the tact that comes out. And, and, you know, we can say it in a different way. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know you have an opportunity to talk to a lot of different people, and I'm I'm curious to know if there are some things that are more common than others as far as rude behaviors are concerned. Is, is it anything that, that kind of stands out, or are there anything that, that you hear more often than others? Yes, you know, it depends. Last year it was a few different things, but most recently – and I know people directly that, that this has happened to several people, unfortunately. Um, stealing food from the lunchroom refrigerator, like the yogurt, and, and people have even put down, because they've asked me, what can I do? Put your name on it. It doesn't matter. People take it. I mean, do we need nanny cams in the in the lunchroom? Um, other people wow. want to be um, weird and put some horrible, smelly goop in their yogurt thing, and then that person will you know, open it up, and that should teach them a lesson. There really isn't mm-hmm. anything anyone can do short of, you know, being vigilant and putting a security guard by the refrigerator. There are always going to be people that are going to do things like that, and, you know, it's how we handle it that really matters. Um, the other thing that I've heard even more recently, not just in the workplace but out in public, is people having their speakerphone on in the bathroom. That happened, I, I don't know, <laughs> two or three months ago. 
I was at it was either Macy's or Nordstrom's. I mean, I remember it, and I and the woman was on her phone, but for some reason ended up putting it on speaker as she entered the stall, which without getting too gross, I was in the next stall, and it was just okay. Now, if you want people to hear your business, that's your business, but I don't need people to hear my business, and I I just right. I, I couldn't I. I, I just started flushing, which I shouldn't do more than you need to because California, you know, water, drought, all that good stuff. But I just thought, see, that's where my mean side comes out. I just thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you by flushing so that she can't hear the phone <laughs> and she can't hear me, more importantly. So the speakerphone is really irritating to people. Um, and, you know, clicks. It's kind of like high school at work. And, yeah, we develop relationships. That's what happens at work. We're with those people, you know, probably more than we are with our family in some cases. So relationships. But don't let it get to the point of being clicky. Um, one is you might be missing out on relationships that could even help your career um, or friendships right. that could develop. Um, the boss, management might see that, oh, you're not open to you know, talking to different people in different departments, you're, you're set in your ways. They, they could misconstrue it in different ways. So that's another one. And then more recently, I've had this come up a couple of times where I've been called in to speak on is lack of hygiene, uh, people smelling and wearing dirty, stinky clothes. I, I don't even know what to say about that one. I mean, just a little sprinkle, people. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. All right. I, I don't. I never understand how everybody else can smell it and they, and they can't. But I mean, that's all another story. But I do have something funny with uh, the first time she talked about stealing food out of the refrigerator. Years ago, yeah. I worked at a, um, at a at a particular facility, and someone was doing that regularly. So I had a, a passive aggressive coworker, and what she did, <laughs> she made brownies with X lax. Needless to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if I should frown or give her props. Like, okay. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, oh my god! But I mean, we found well, at least that day we we found out who had taken the brownies. I mean, it was obvious. But um, I, I just when you said that, it made me think about it. So. Yeah, there there are some things that that some people can come up with to to make you understand that this mm-hmm. is not really the proper etiquette. So now, yes. in, in this climate, in this political climate, you know, I, I have to ask the question: What okay. do you think about what's going on right now, as far as being civil? I mean, I, I, I that seems to be out the window. I don't know. Yes, it it does sadly, and you think that one. Um, presidential race you know every four years is bad enough and I, I i can't remember quite honestly i do not follow politics very much because of that very reason and when it comes to mm-hmm. time for you know serious voting that's when i tune in and i hear whoever's running the both parties in this case i'm going to listen to both no matter who i feel more affiliated with because i that's just common sense to me um but Anyway, I just think that it has definitely gone out the window. And from the little, again, I'm only commenting on the little bits and pieces that I've heard or, you know, posts and bloggers, political bloggers, that they're 
one might be more rude in different ways. I just think if you lash back and comment on a rude comment, even if, if, if you want to defend yourself, I mean, I guess that's a whole different thing, but aren't you doing the same thing? I, I, I want, both of them said, I tweeted to, to both both uh, Ms. Hillary and uh, um, Mr. Trump, that just like, can you just stick to the point and qu- quit the name calling? I mean, and the pointing out, is she sick? Is she not? I guess that's her. just, just I, because I think once you get to a personal attack, you lose the whole reason for what you're doing. Um, and if you are my leaders, um, any anyone in leadership, uh, Shouldn't you be, I believe you should be, you're expected to show us what leadership means and exemplify it. I'm sorry? Not a good example at all. No, not at all. And when you said earlier, you know, our our politicians, whether you voted for um, our president or not, our current president, I, you know, even on, on, um, I just think, you respect the office. He is my right. president. I, I don't care who, whether it was my guy or not, he's my president. Our mayor, he's my mayor. Apparently the majority of the people wanted that person. I'm I'm sickened, and maybe I'm old school, that, you know, there, there's always been jokes and caricatures on presidents, and, and up to a point is fine, but when you start – I don't know. To me, there's a line, and maybe that's what's blurry in, in society today. What is crossing the line? It could be very different between you and I even. And that's where mm-hmm. I think this whole civility, you know, the, the very first question you said, is it out the door? Do we need it? Well, I believe we do because we're not getting anywhere by name-calling, making fun of, pointing things out, digging dirt from, you know, 30 years ago. Like, come on. Name one person, maybe Mother Teresa, I don't know, that has a clean record 30 years ago. You know, just we've all been done something or other that we're not proud of. But I I think I'm getting way off topic. But, yeah, I think that because there's a blur in the line, what you might think is bullying or uncivil is different. Whereas, you know, 25, 30, I don't know, years ago – there was a certain standard that most of society agreed with, which is how these rules are made up. Society comes up with them like, okay, that's gone too far. This is a new etiquette rule, like for cell phones, for example. So, uh, but you can't make, you can't teach manners. You can't teach, well, you can when you're children, but as an adult, say you work with a rude boss. I mean, what are you going to say? Oh, say the magic word, you know, when he asks you to make a copy or something. It's, it's, (laughs) You know, you won't have a job. It's a personal decision. It's a choice, I believe, in choosing to be nice because I don't always feel nice. You know, I don't always want to move out of the way for someone at the grocery store. I want to leave my cart in the middle of the aisle and grab what I need and just it's all about me, but I don't because that's my reputation and that's all I have left. And because I am a person of faith as well, is like, honey, I got to walk the walk. If I'm like going to church on my knees on Sunday, I better be trying to live it the rest of the week. So I have that component. There you go. go. (laughs) And that is so true. That is so true. Rosalinda, before we go, I want you to have an opportunity to tell the listeners about your book, Don't Burp in the Boardroom, and um, also let them know how they can um, get in contact with you or find out more about what you're doing. 
You're so kind. Thank you. Yes, it is Don't Burp in the Boardroom, and it's a humorous, kind of sarcastic, sassy way of providing options on how to handle dilemmas. So it's really not for the person themselves. It's how to handle situations that come up for the person. That's one thing. And then where to find me, I think the easiest is just my website because it has Twitter account. It has everything there. It's rosalindarandall.com. And, uh, yeah, any questions or even even about what we talked about, please feel free, anybody, to send me an email. And this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. You are so welcome, Rosalinda. You know, I think I want to have you back, you know, maybe later on this year, talk a little bit more about some of these other things, because I really believe that um, it, the conversation needs to be had, because our children are watching the foolishness that's going on and seeing all of these things that are that are coming up on television and things like that, and, and if we can give them something different uh, to talk about or something, just a little tidbit of what it, it means like to be, you know, to be good to one another and considerate mm-hmm. of one another and, and you know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, no, you know, those kinds of things I think is very important. So I'd love to have you back sometime in the near future. Oh, that would be a privilege. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Everybody, we've been speaking with Rosalinda Randall. She is the author of the book, Don't Burp in the Bedroom, in the, in the, in the bedroom, in the boardroom. There might be a new one, Rosalinda. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Don't next in the boardroom. Her uh, <laughs> website is www.rosalindarandall, and Randall is spelled R-A-N-D-A-L-L dot com. Um, tonight's topic has been Mind Your Manners, and hopefully we'll have Rosalinda back in the near future to talk a little bit more about civility and um, etiquette and, and minding your manners for that matter. I want to remind you that you can connect with us on Facebook at uh Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan, also on Twitter at Real Faith Mag. We're also on Instagram at Real Life, Real Faith. Um, and make sure that you join us for our Change the Narrative Awards, November the 5th, here in Houston, Texas, at the Sterling Banquet Hall on Hammerley. We'd love to see your face in the place. Join us here next uh, next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, when hopefully our guest will be none other than Tito Jackson, who is a part of the famed Jackson 5. He has been in the studio and as the only member of the Jackson family to not have his own um, his own project out, he is now doing that. So we really look forward to talking with him on next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time here on Real Life, Real Faith. And as always, we'd like to remind you that God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Be blessed.